Yo, 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 I am Dustin Mikesell, and this is the Watchmen Inc. Podcast. Are you tired of the deception of the Matrix? Here, we will build a case around God's plan for the mad world, using biblical history and the application of the scriptures to provide hope and truth in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What's up, everybody? This is the Watchmaning Podcast, and here we are again. And uh, back with us this week is our good old man and the host of the show, T Mac. How we doing, brother? I'm doing good. Feels good to be back after some vacation time. Yes, vacation's always good, and uh, tis the season for vacation. And yeah, hopefully you had a safe and good trip. Good to have you back. But uh, yeah, today uh, to get right into it because so much is going on. You know, we are trying to continuously build from the old to keep the new. And as you're listening to this episode, probably listening to on Monday, because we have now made a schedule change where we're going to start releasing podcasts on Mondays now. And it just works out for the way scheduling works. You know how that goes. We have to try and find a time that works best for us and just the public and people and all the situations that go into even just being able to record right now. So yeah, going forward, we will be releasing episodes every Monday now. And so look forward to that for your work week or your commute, whatever, or whenever you're listening to this. Um, yeah, we just really think that that change will be good for not just you guys, but for us and everything we got going on. So that's the first bit of news um, with today's podcast. But also just um, like we said, we want to continually use the Bible and the old stuff that we're trying to teach you about the ancient mystery religions, as we've talked about in the past. But we also want to keep things current because that is where we're at in life. We're not where these ancient mystery schools started developing and we needed to be aware of these secret societies form. And they're already here and well and involved in many different things. And um, yeah, we could spend a lot of time on that, but our hearts are just right now wanting to reach out to anybody listening or anybody that's been affected by these fires it's really really bad right now and it's really sad to see yeah definitely heart goes out to everybody who's had to evacuate their homes you know you saw people jumping into the ocean to try to escape these fires and it's it's really sad for all the people that have to go through this and definitely hearts go out to them and you know trying to send support in any way we can obviously because a lot of people that get evacuated out of these areas they don't even get to go back and try to reclaim anything it's just a complete start over and with all these quote unquote you know natural disasters you you never know what kind of insurance is going to happen so you just you really feel for all these people that are having to go through it Yeah. And like, regardless of what we talk about today, that's where our hearts are at. And that's where our mindset is always with these things that happen in life, even though they're always the reason he said that. And we'll get into it today, but because that's what we do here. We're Watchmen. We are not afraid to to speak what's on our heart and what we've seen. And we're saying what nobody's going to say too. Exactly. Well, that's why, you know, you can consider this your little news update too of things that, you know, the media probably won't tell you. And I actually, I've been making some pretty good reels and gaining some um, pretty good traction here, but I made a basic, a basic TikTok video and I've had no issues in the past, but I literally was talking about the new world order. That's like getting ready to start. 
And we all know TikTok is heavily influenced by the Chinese communist government. Why it's even allowed in America, uh, you know, still baffles me. We've got all this crazy stuff with China. Because all our politicians are connected with them. Yeah, because we're in bed with them. Because if we really didn't want to have ties with China and continuously um, promoting and supporting the, the communist party, we would have to do zero business with them. We would do zero business. We would be bringing people from that nation and that country to come here and help us, which is what we say we do. But what we're seeing right now, which is proven, this is not conspiracy stuff. There's been agents that have been sleeping with like oh, yeah. with members in Congress in the FBI, national security, you know, like they have been caught that they have sent double agents where women are coming over here acting like scientists. Like it it seems like a a Jason Bourne movie when you like look at some of the stories of what the Chinese have been doing here. Well, there's that movie Red Sparrow, I think that came out with uh, the girl from uh, the Hunger Games, Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's oh, I'm sure that's a wild film because yeah. Hunger, Hunger Games we could get into, obviously, too. Right, the dystopian, uh, new world order government, big brother, Orwellian, um, future that's what the Hunger Games are all yeah, about. Yeah, where the government had to basically stamp out a revolution of people, but the government was obviously the good guys and they saved everybody, yet then everybody's section to these different zones and some of them are just worker slaves yeah that sounds fantastic and this gets right into what we're like going to talk about with the fires and stuff we think that the fires while some you know we have them every year so people are like it happens it's the season just like people say it's flu season you know for some reason we just have seasons of crap happen on the (laughs) earth like a holiday you know what i mean which i don't get why we just accept that that's the case but Yes, you know, somebody flicks a cigarette out, cigarette yeah. out of their window. Like, we're not we're not stupid. We're not, Especially when it gets dry like yeah, it does. Yeah, we're not way. arrogant that these months bring dry weather, no rain, no moisture. So, yes, of course, fires start. So don't be like, oh, these guys just want to, like, go to the depths of, you know, conspiracy land to talk about the fires aren't even natural. No, we know that there are natural fires, but it's the things that happen before and after these major forest fires or these fires, like the ones in California in 2019. You look at some things that the government didn't like the way that like land was bought and sold and like the BlackRock. Okay. We haven't even got into that like company uh, on this podcast yet, but you need to look into BlackRock. They're buying up all this real estate, all this land across America. And that's got foreign ties in it. And like, Mm -hmm. it's a scary company. If you really do your research and look into what they're doing, like you're seeing it even in America right now, when you see a plot of land, there's not houses being bought built on that plot anymore it's condos they want people living in tiny little boxes on top of each other they do not want you having land they do not want you being able to farm and have your own resources so this is also the idea that we think that some of this is to get people away from areas where they want to take land well agenda 2030 agenda 2030 so there it is here we are We're, we're getting into the government is creating fires However they do it, whether this be through technology, through agents that, you know, hey, go set a fire. Like, it would not be that hard to send somebody out to the woods, go on a hike, and then all of a sudden throw a little cigarette to the, you know what I mean? Like, even as something as simple as that, and that sounds stupid, but if you wanted to cause a natural disaster with fires, it would actually be one of the easiest things to, like, hoax. You know what I mean? Because nobody would really think, 
who who would do that? Who would ruin people's lives? Who would ruin nature? Who would try to you know deliberately ruin the earth and our resources like that? The government would look at up. Look look at what our government does with all kinds of resources. Most of the wars that we are always involved in is because of resources. Like you guys need to understand, the government never changed, even though the society has changed and modern times have come. It's always been about resource war. It's never been about, oh yeah, creating free and loving, you know, peace and security. No, it's always been about resources. And so we really think that um, the government is trying to get as many resources that they can to keep from us because the less power we have, the less land to be able to come together, you know, just all the different abilities that we have when you have land and space it's much easier to control people when they have less space. Let's just, that's just the truth. Well, absolutely. That's why they're trying to get everybody, like you were saying, into apartments, condos, all that kind of stuff, because you're just stacked and packed and they can control everything a lot easier. You become dependent on the government because you're not self-sufficient. So you re rely on corporations or in communist countries, you rely on the governments to supply everything for you. And, when you have that dependence on the government, then you're easily controlled because what happens when you try to go against the government? You have nothing to survive on. And so it's easy. They make you wholly reliant on the government. See, it's it's the idea of we're the hand that takes away, but we're also the hand that feeds you. See, that's the idea of socialism. Like with it's communism with a bow saying, Oh, the government will like properly, you know, give you your rations and you know, look at that. Yeah. Look at Venezuela. Venezuela is a perfect example of what socialism did to a, a well-thriving economy at one time. Like the Venezuelan people had it, had it good when, before socialism came in. So, yeah, go look at any nation that's uh, embraced socialism and you'll see that destruction follows not long after. And, and they try to say that, oh, all these uh, human rights and all this kind of stuff thrive in socialist countries. That's not true at all. Look at China. You don't have any kind of human rights. Or, well, I mean, they're communists. So that's just yeah. like, that, that's what socialism is, is communism with a bow. See, socialism is somebody telling you, oh, it's not communism. But then once they get under the idea of socialism, now it's communism. Yeah, we control goes, the, turns we, to full-blown <laughs> communism. Because we control time. the resources. Now we got you in the camps, in the small controlled areas with military all around. You got no guns. You got no protection. Why do you think they're trying to get guns taken away so hard right now? Because you know, uh, at least a gun in America, you know, people have a huge issue with guns, but let me tell you, if we didn't have those guns, we would not be even sitting here preaching to you right now or talking because the government would have already came and knocked on your door and said, we're taking all your land. That, that would have happened. But because there's so many firearms and because our, our founding fathers, the ones that weren't Freemasons, at least seen, look, we got to like keep the people armed because if they can stay armed, they can keep these pagan you know, these evil families and these secret societies from entering into every aspect of their life and just completely taking over. And they can at least defend their home. They can defend their family because, yeah, you know, I if a robber is coming to my house tonight, I guarantee the police will not get there fast enough. Then the robber will do damage. So you need to be able to protect your own family. You need to take responsibility about making sure you're prepared for even these natural disasters as well. See, everybody's always dependent on the government to bring food, aid, all this. And so nobody stores up extra water. Nobody buys extra food. Nobody has a little bit extra non-perishable food because they're not thinking in the future. Because 
you're able to just wake up. Oh, I don't have any groceries today. I can just go to Safeway or whatever grocery store you go to Walmart and get your haul for the week. Like people need to understand the grocery stores, they hold less than a, a month's worth of food. If everybody like was to come shopping at the same time, it was, the food would be gone in like days. It would like literally probably not even less, more, more than a day, honestly. Yeah. It wouldn't, it would be quick. It's just like the banks that when they've had the run on the banks and everyone tried to, uh, get their money out of the banks. All of a sudden the banks don't have enough money to pay everybody, even though supposedly everybody's been depositing on it. And so it just creates a shortage and they're unable to keep up with the supply. Yeah. So, you know, people, please listen to me. I've said it many times, get prepared have a little bit of extra water, have a little extra, have a plan because you never know what can happen. It's just really scary that people really put their full trust in the government to provide like everything for their life now. And that's ultimately what the Bible is trying to warn people of is do not trust the government to provide everything for you. Because if it's a man leading you, it's probably going to be into deception. That's the truth. Well, especially if that man isn't trusting God and putting yes. God first in all of his decisions, they had a lot of leaders back then. Well, some of the Kings anyway, that would follow God's commands and, nation of Israel would thrive when that was happening, but we don't have any of those le leaders that follow God up in high. You may have a county official or a governor, some places that actually follow God. They don't just use God and say that so they can get the votes of Christians. They actually trust God in making those decisions, but you're very outnumbered and taking a stand all of a sudden they'll put that media and they'll use everything against you beliefs wise to then all of a sudden get you out of office and so yeah trusting mankind unfortunately in the high up leader positions they they don't have your best interest they're in it for their own interests and a lot of them are just in it for money and fame yeah and that's also what we want to get in today. What the episode is titled is The Watchers. Okay, this is a interesting thing. So we're the Watchmen Inc. Because in Ezekiel and in the Bible, God calls watchmen, people that are looking out not only in the physical realm of like, you know, things happening around them, but the spiritual, because that's what Jesus warns us. The Bible warns us we're in spiritual warfare right now. So you need to look beyond the veil at times. And what the watchmen are, or, you know, in the, in the idea of what these watchmen are, are, a higher entity that's working with the government. Now we're getting into some really crazy stuff, you know what I mean? Because the technology that we believe that some of these fires are being used for, maybe some of you have never heard or like ever even thought about that this could be a possibility, but it all relates. This will all relate today and how we've gotten this crazy technology and how we're able to advance so well. And I believe that even though we have advanced technology today, there are things that we're actually less advanced in than the ancient times, because you look at, like I said, the pyramids and some of the other things and the hieroglyphics and the things they put on the walls. Supposedly they had flying ships and stuff. You know what I mean? They got guys and flying saucers and stuff. It's kind of crazy when you look at like all these ancient civilizations and they got like men flying in the sky and things and stuff. You're like, wait what could that mean? And then you've got the creatures that are the giants. Like we've mentioned before, this is the Nephilim, the men of old, the men of renown. They were conquering nations. They were showing people how to do stuff like 
pretty much make war, build stuff out of out of metals, precious metals and stuff. You know, like man is very smart, but there's almost been this guiding from the from this ancient religion, this mystery religion, what you know we call the fallen angels. They're in cahoots with the ones that trust them and that believe that they are the gods to be worshipped. They have given information. That's the whole idea of what happened in the garden was the information, the 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 of good and evil. You know, so in a way. These fallen angels, what they call them, are able to give us information that maybe God did not want us to have, like some technology. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell because I feel like if had we continued to develop and mature at, at a slower pace, maybe we would have eventually developed the intellect, you know, build these things because I don't think that these watchers and all this stuff had obviously more knowledge than God. And our, I believe our yes. brains have only really devolved since then. You know, the mystery yes. schools like to think that Lucifer gave us reason and intellect, and now we're able to create these things, which I don't believe is true at all. You know, the tribes were able to get this information from the fallen angels a lot quicker than the humans who were living naturally and just following God. And so they were able to get ahead technology wise and throughout history the nations that have had the better technology have been able to advance quicker and then they are not following god and so they subject all of the humans around them to become their workers and slaves and all this kind of stuff so yeah it's really hard to you know imagine Same. or predict what would right. have happened necessarily but yeah right they, we we develop too quickly for our own and that kind of goes into this whole technology with aliens and whatnot there's a, a kind of not famous story because obviously it's hidden but a lot of people when it comes to this alien technology with ufos they believe that when harry truman was president that's when all of this information when they recovered apparently the first for the United States government and we entered into a treaty with the aliens in exchange basically for humans being you know, probed and doing tests on the humans we got their advanced technology and that's when we started developing all of this hidden technology that really is still hidden but is starting to come out now into the public yeah. And so, you know, we believe that we, we truly believe that people can summon, you know, spirits like demons and stuff. That's why, you know, all these rituals and what like Aleister Crowley, these like ancient magicians and, and people that were involved in this occult stuff, these occult practices, that that's why they did what they did and why they were considered so evil to like even you know civilizations because Aleister Crowley everywhere he went people knew he was a weird dude I mean you can tell when someone has a bad vibe and yes kind of gives you the creeps and so we really believe that um you know man has made a pact with the devil like we see with these celebrities and stuff in their music videos and the movies there just seems to be this overall theme that like once you are in this space of the rich and the famous or like the enlightened or the, you know, these secret societies, these groups or these fraternities, lodges, whatever you begin to like almost gain so much pride in yourself that you want to keep going deeper and deeper into gaining more knowledge, more power. And, and you become drunk on power almost. 
And so, of course, you know, if you've got fallen angels that are communicating with our government that the government says is aliens, we're going to have some pretty crazy things probably occur on the earth and come forth with this particular scenario. And I really think that the alien stuff that's coming out right now is really something to be watching because uh, it's kind of freaky. Like it's kind of freaky. They're talking about this stuff in the halls of Congress now. Like it's not just some news, some small local news station or some people on YouTube. Like we're talking, there's like reports of people calling the police now that they've got seven foot creatures walking in their backyard. Uh, I, I pulled up an article just so that, you know, we have an idea. Um, this was on July 26th. So just a little bit ago, but obviously very relevant newsweek.com Congress UFO hearings have left many grip with the suggestion that the U S government has knowledge of alien life and is in possession of a fully intact alien spacecraft witness testified that the government has been aware of non-human activity since the 1930s during a session of the over house oversight committee in late July. The alien probe was launched after David Grush, a United States Air Force veteran who previously worked at the National Reconnaissance Office, told News Nation following an article on the same subject in the debrief that the government had retrieved several non-human original technical vehicles, which also contained dead pilots. Like, <laughs> let's just... Right. And if you make that reminds me of the movie Independence Day. Yes. When, when they end up going down into that base and they're like, oh, yeah, we recovered these and we found bodies inside of it. So you just see how all of a sudden they're hiding these secrets in Hollywood, making it seem like it's fiction. And one of the big people that really get into the UFO phenomenon and really dig deeper into what the government was doing was Bill Cooper. He yeah, because really he saw big. it firsthand. Yeah, he's seen it firsthand and he was sworn like to not say anything. So, yeah, more study on Bill Cooper. He will you will never go wrong with anything he's saying, because one thing you will hear about Bill, like depending on what bill you're hearing as he progressed through his, you know, knowledge and his show and what he was doing, he began to also question even what he believed, like he became a stronger Christian towards like more middle end because in the beginning he was really like he wasn't he would admit he would say i don't know if i was shown the technology of this alien stuff for a purpose so that i would go out and spread it or if it was all a lie that was something he was always really honest about he didn't know exactly but towards the end before he got killed he started being like i believe that this is actually a great deception that they're using and that the government is the one that are creating these spaceships at area 51 mm -hmm. Yeah, he definitely, that's the thing I appreciate about him most is even when he, you know, was con necessarily convinced, but when he was certain on something, he never spoke it as gospel truth. Because when it comes to this stuff, as sure as you can be, and even as much evidence as he had, like you said, you don't know if they're using it as a deception or if it's actually, you know, fully legit the way they say it and so it, it that's why when it comes to absolutes the only absolute is the truth of the bible that you really should believe in and that still takes faith too because there are some people that you know question the translation and how oh, yeah. can truly trust the bible but if you're a believer in christ and you believe that he was able to come and do what he did and take the sin away from all of mankind 
and conquer the mission that was foretold and prophesied in the Old Testament and the Old Scrolls, um, I think he can preserve his word. And like I said, that takes some more time. You know, this is this all takes time. And it seems like right now time is a very scarce thing with how busy they are. And see, that's why the government has created even the way the scheduling works with our, our jobs and everything. They've got us so tired from working nine to five and never having time with our family and trying to separate the family. So a lot of single parents now having to take care of children. Like this is all slow buildup and setup to destroy the unit so that people become like individuals in the sense of it's me versus the world. Like instead of us, like God, the body and Christians or people that can like come together and we can help each other and love our neighbor, like Jesus said, and not use each other for just financial gain, but for life and help people grow and, you know, grow in their faith and knowing God and their love. So it is amazing to just see this shift from like even the fifties and sixties when they were still trying to push this alien agenda. It really wasn't something serious like now because the technology's changed and they've slowly been seeing how accepting the public would be. And that goes back to the, a, a program called the War of the Worlds, all right? That was one of the government's first kind of MK Ultras on the public because this guy, was it Orson, Orson Welles, Orson right? Wells. Yeah, Orson Welles. I think it was actually H.G. Wells, excuse me. H.G. Wells, yep, I knew I was wrong. Okay, H.G. Wells. And yeah, he got to read his book called War of the Worlds, and they've made a movie with Tom Cruise, right? Uh, Tom Cruise is in the yep. movie. Okay. I don't think it has, it's, it's not as like, geared towards the book it is but you know modern hollywood films they have their own spin and agenda of you know new world and aliens and stuff but the reason i'm bringing up this is because this is when they really started introducing the idea that you know with the technology the radio and the small pieces of things that they've now gotten inside people's houses can we broadcast something to them to make them believe that this could be a truth and what they did was they told this story over the radio and people knew it was on Halloween. So I'm sure some like didn't believe it, but the, the, what this did to society and to some people, dude, it freaked him out, dude, because he was reading it as if it was really happening. Well, yeah, it cut in like a news broadcast, like update, like we interrupt this broadcast to let you know. And so, yeah, people didn't know <laughs> yeah. that it was real or not. And so that was the trick that the government, like, it was a psyop. I'm sorry. That's what the wars of the world. It was a psyop because when you unknowingly unleash something like a threat from outer space, when people are just like, don't even think like we're barely thinking about, you know, getting out of the earth, you know, during all this time going to the moon. But, you know, you're telling people now that there's aliens that could be coming in and that their belief in God and everything is just completely destroyed because they have no idea what's going on and that threat. And that makes that reminds me of Signs, the movie Signs with Mel Gibson, because Phoenix says this is like War of the Worlds right now because they see the TV and it's projecting on the TV like this is real images that you're looking at right now. And the whole world is in awe. I mean, how many times have they put that into movies that like, the aliens are revealed and then the whole world stands still? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, and even in books and in literature and all that kind of stuff, they all say, you know, when that happens, it, the world is going to change because, and I've never really understood it from the religion aspect because all everybody says, oh, if aliens are real and they exist, then all of a sudden all the 
the fates of the world and the religions are going to basically become obsolete. Yeah, yeah. Obsolete. Yeah, exactly. It, for I me, it's it, more, yeah, I think well, it's more so because, um, the, these books don't mention aliens or saying that like creatures will come, you know, from outer space. Right. But yeah, exactly. I guess that makes sense. But what, for me, knowing that these these demons can parade as angels of light, really, if you want to start getting technical about it, is a demon and aliens and all that stuff really should be called an interdimensional being because yes. that's what it really is, is they're able to go in between these dimensions. And it doesn't mean that you know aliens or demons have existed separate from each other they're the same entity they're these interdimensional beings that are pretending to be something else yeah and um that's where we're like i guess we'll establish where we're at as the watchman inc and on this podcast we truly believe if somebody sees a ball of energy or like the orbs in the sky like the, the these orbs that are moving because i've watched a lot of ufo stuff like you know from the spaceship to in it's amazing that sometimes when these things are caught on film, we have these amazing iPhones that catch everything super high def. But then, but then when it goes to catch an alien sighting or something crazy, like it looks like 1992 footage, <laughs> like the video, <laughs> it's always hilarious. So that's a lot of stuff that, you know, you have to like approach with, you know, uh, hesitancy because it's like somebody said they got this on camera now and it looks like they were doing this on an AOL dial up connection, you know. So that's kind of one thing that gives me pause, but I have seen some of those crazy videos. Like there's actually one phenomenon that happened over the white house where all these orbs of light were going over the white house during in Washington, DC at one point. And I believe these orbs of light are exactly like you said, these are demons. These are fallen angels because this is not anything physical. It's a ball of energy that can appear and disappear on a, on a blink of an eye. So regardless of the technology that an interdimensional or an alien has, once they come into our like space and our time and our rules of our laws, you know, gravity, all this, there's some of these things that are traveling through the sky at speeds that are like just unreal for any like spacecraft. You see these balls of orbs, these lights that aren't like actual ships or anything. And then they appear in the sky or they appear like long balloons. They almost look like a hot dog or something. Like they're really crazy looking and the way they move, they're like super slow and it's just kind of floating there. I believe those are demons. Like those are, those are fallen angels because they can appear as light. They can appear as, as you know, they're shapeshifters. I mean, it, it's crazy, mm -hmm. but it's a concept we see continuously through Hollywood and through the Bible. You know what I mean? Because at one point, even I'd have to find the verse and I, I can, but it says that be careful of who you've entertained as a neighbor or as a stranger, because you may have entertained an angel and that's from the Lord. So the Lord is telling you that angels could be walking amongst you every day and you could have an interaction with one. I mean, that's biblical. That's not me sitting here trying to say this or that. That's what the Bible says. So. That's why I believe that this is a spiritual war and we're fighting an enemy that doesn't play by the same rules. Hence why God said, put on the full armor of God. Right. Well, they're not, they're not physical bodies, physical beings. So they don't operate in the same laws of physics that we do. And that's why they're able to do those things is because they're not operating in the laws of physics that we understand and know they're operating in a different set of laws. And with those things, 
to understand now we can get into, well, some people talk about them being demons because before they were saved or before they had a really great faith, you hear about experiences where people feel like they got abducted or they have the sleep paralysis. That's a big one. That's a big mm-hmm. one where people feel like it's demons that, and sleep paralysis is a real thing. I mean, I've had sleep that happen. Paralysis is wild. It's scary. And my sisters have had it. So I've had people in my life that have had it happen to them and I know people. So this is a real medical thing. That's kind of a phenomenon to, to like scientists even because these people wake up. So what it is, sleep paralysis is where you wake up and you feel like you're totally awake. Like you, you don't, you're not sleeping but you can't speak or you can't move. You're just completely frozen. And a lot of people that aren't saved by the blood of Christ or, you know, are, are kind of, you know, on the, on the fritz of believing, they say that the aliens or some type of gray thing or, you know, some type of thing in their dream or this state of mind that they were in, this sleep paralysis was what was keeping them in it. And so some people said that the only way that they were able to get out of it was they would pray to Jesus and then immediately it would be over, like it would stop. So it's almost like, because we know that demons can enter into humans because Jesus was casting out demons from humans and it freaked people out. Jesus cast out multiple demons from one man one time. And they were like, have you come here to destroy us? Please don't. And he goes, well, what do you want me to do with you? And they go, well, cast us into the pigs. And so he cast the demons into the pigs and then the pigs the swine ran off the cliff and killed themselves and all the people of the town witnessed that they witnessed Jesus do that. And instead of being like, Oh, praise God. Like, you know, the redeemer, the one that like banishes evil spirits from our cities and our streets is here. They said, get out of here. You're freaking us out. But yeah. They, they just wanted them to leave. They wanted them to get out of there. Cause they were like, whatever you just did, we want no part of. And I, I mean, I guess I would be in awe too, but I, I would be like, yo, that, that was crazy. And yeah, I'm definitely down for whatever you just did. If you you made that man clean, cause this, you know, it's, it was why it's a wild story. And I think that goes back to the point we made in a previous podcast. Sometimes we read things in the Bible and I think we just keep going and we don't stop and actually think about what we read. Like Jesus cast out multiple demons from one man into well, yeah, They were called Legion. And yes, they called themselves Legion. And so I think people read that and that like, you know, you just stop for a second when you read crazy stories like that and you try to like almost let it be a movie in your head because it sounds like it's not even real that that can happen. But if the Bible's saying that it happened and it's something that Jesus did, including entertaining angels or that giants existed, this is no longer movie or conspiracy or like us feeling the way that we think the earth is like, this is biblical history. This is God trying to tell us this is how things work. Okay. Well, exactly. It's, I think the Bible, you know, they include that stuff. So in this day and age, when we start seeing these things, we're not completely just in disbelief or don't want to believe it's real or having our faith because exactly the supernatural is a real thing. And the Bible talks about it plenty. And if you don't believe in the supernatural, then you're going to have a hard time discovering the real truth. And that is part of the mystery religion and the age of reasoning and trying to create science and explaining all of that stuff. And if you cannot explain it from a scientific method, then it's just a bunch of hocus pocus, you know, misbelief basically, because you're now believing in something that can't be proven. And therefore you're almost a crazy person. 
And that's the way they want it is they want people. And that's a way they can explain away God and Jesus and all of these types of things, mainly in the Bible. Exactly. And so I actually did find the verse just so people know this is this is in the Bible. This is what God is teaching people on earth that you need to be Hebrews 13 two. be not forgetful to entertain strangers for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. I mean, that's kind of freaky to know that like some point in your life, somebody that you thought was just a stranger, you know, maybe a homeless guy you went and gave five bucks to or somebody you had a random conversation with at the train station or at work that came, you know, as a customer to your job, there could have been God just throwing an angel your way. And you were unaware that you just entertained an angel. And someday you'll know that was a spiritual entity that you encountered. And it looked like you. Well, yeah. And it's kind of a lesson to treat everybody with respect yes. because yes. exactly you don't know who or what you're dealing with and you know it could have been a messenger from god that you decided to just completely hate on and he was trying to bless you but you were just you know for whatever reason in a bad mood whatever it could be in this type of day we've all had interactions with people where we are ashamed of the way we handled the situation but that verse is just a great reminder to just treat everybody with respect and the love that Jesus has for everyone. Yes, that's why we can't judge. So when you know you want to go to somebody else and try to take the um, stick out of their eye, remember you have a log in your own. So we're really big into that here and into this ministry about no matter what we believe or what we see other people believe or are engaged in, we pray for them and we pray that everybody come to Christ because truly none of us are good. None of us As have you made said, it, you no, know, we don't truly claim to be perfect. No, we don't claim that at all. And we're actually far from, <laughs> you know, if you, yeah. if you, if you so know me, you language. know that I, I, I am not a perfect man and I am not ashamed to say I'm not a perfect man because being humble is the way God can use you because he wants you to understand that you need him. There is nothing that you do that you've done or that you can do to separate yourself from his love that he literally, he died for you. So yes, he died for the whole world, John 3, 16. But remember, if you were the only person that ever was going to believe in Jesus Christ, I heard this quote and I thought it was an amazing quote because it is the truth. If you are the only person listening right now that believed in Jesus and what he came to do, being God and sacrificing himself that you, so that you could come to heaven with him, he would have done it for just one person. That's how much he loves the person that believes in him and what, what, what he did. So he doesn't need the masses. He doesn't need every single person to worship him and, you know, glorify him. That's why Satan, when he was tempted in the desert, Satan, why, why do you think he took him up to a place, a high place and showed him all the kingdoms of the earth? And he said, if you just bow down to me, you can have it all. See, you can have every single person. See, you're trying to get people to heaven. Well, you can have everybody right here, right now. And Jesus was just like, yeah, I know what you're doing and you know what I'm doing. So get behind me, Satan, for this is not my kingdom. My kingdom is going to be uh, from another place. So you have to remember, Jesus isn't trying to get the masses right now. He's not. He's after the one lost sheep. So we really stress that to preach the good news and tell people that, you know, you can come back. You are not too far gone. You are not too bad or too wicked you know you could you could have done the worst things in the world and trust me jesus will accept you he loves you you just have to believe and yes once you believe he will change you that's the point of accepting christ and having the holy spirit come into you is that he is greater in you than yourself he makes you new the new covenant the blood covers you so just understand 
all this crazy stuff going on in the world, there's a lot of hope because Jesus is the key to all of the peace and the hope and the foundation for you to come back and to you to reunite, you know? So even with all this, I just wanted to stress that. Don't judge other people. Don't judge people's faith. Don't judge where they're headed because at the end of the day, you have to work out your own salvation. That even is in the scriptures. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And that doesn't mean to be scared, but the fear of the Lord first, meaning you trust God alone. You fear him because he controls the destiny of where you go, not only in this life with, you know, how quickly you'll quote unquote die, but the second death. That's, you know, another podcast and another, you know, teaching from the Bible. But you want to trust God first before anything. Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So that's right there. Proverbs 10.27, the fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. And so it's the basis of all wisdom and knowledge is the fear of the Lord. And once again, it's not fear that he's going to smite me or anything, but it's the fear of If we are not with him, then we will be separated from him forever, for eternity. And that should make anybody fear because what we think of, you know, hell is being burning and a lot of the demonists and Satanists want to say, oh, it's just going to be a giant party and all this kind of stuff. No, no, it's really not. It's going to be a separation from God which is going to be complete and utter darkness yes. with fear and, and gnashing of teeth and weeping. And just think about that for eternity. That's what that's going to be like. Another great analogy I heard from a professor at a Christian organization or something. He said, here's a ball of yarn and take this string. Okay. Take the string. And then he goes, just take a long piece and then cut it off. And he goes, and that's your life. You know, just this small little string. He goes, but now imagine eternity in the string. And he just keeps pulling the string. He goes, this is, this never stops. He goes, can you imagine having to stay in one situation on a line that never ends? It was just a really crazy, but simple analogy. We look at our lives as we have this long time to figure things out, but you really don't. When you put it in the perspective of you take a huge pile of yarn, all the yarn in the world, and you cut off a small piece, that's your life. But the, all the rest of the yarn that will never run out. That's eternity. And you do not want to be separated from God because even right now, somebody that doesn't believe in God, you're not separate from him because you have the breath of life in you. Mm-hmm. You have to understand the breath of life is what he gave Adam when he created humans. You cannot just get yourself away from God. He's pumping the blood through your body. Like so many things are happening subconsciously. I always say this. If, if you can't see God, when you look in the mirror, then, you know, it is a sad thing because if you think that you could keep yourself alive in a day with all the things the human body needs to do in order to just function and stay alive. Like even me just moving my lips right now, there is so much going on in the body to create this action happening in the eyes and the vibration and the air, you know, like it's actually mind boggling how perfect it needs to be in order to just even sit here and run a podcast and talk. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's mind boggling. So if you say, well, there's no proof of God, well, make your blood filter out oxygen and then breathe out carbon dioxide. Make your eyes produce water, well, even, you know, like just, just even your brain. if you get a cut and all of a sudden the blood knows to go there and start coagulating and stopping the flow. How did blood learn how to do that 
on its and, own. And you have these white blood cells that are literally cells that just say, oh, there's an infection or there's something happening in the body. It's just a small army that like immediately attacks the area. And then your body just says, okay, we're going to focus our energy on this. So that's why it gets all big and puffy and red because it's like, we're protecting this, like this area, like right now we want to regenerate it. Like it's just too perfect. Like I said, if you're having a hard time seeing God, when you look in the mirror, Hey, that's something you just have to work out for yourself because to me, it, it's just undeniable when I look at myself in the mirror and I say, if it was up to me to keep myself alive every day with everything that needs to be happening at, at the current moment, just even looking at myself, I'd be dead in, in People one second. People can't even keep themselves healthy through that's, nutrition and exercise. They can't even take care of their bodies it's, in the most simplest form and what they ingest. And this gets back to now, this is why they're pushing this alien and why Daniel's vision. So see, we're able to keep it all in perspective of the Bible because the Bible has warned us of what is coming and what has been happening and what the prophets and the men before us were saying was happening. We are battling something that is interdimensional. It is not fair. It is not a fair fight and you will not win this fight without Christ. And I guess that's where we want you to just trust in him because then you won't have fear of whatever the deception is that's going to come to the earth and even cause many who say they know the Lord to be deceived. And we just do not want that. That's what the job of the watchmen are, is to blow the horn so that people at the city or whoever's at the gate are not deceived. We do not want you to be deceived because we love you. Christ loves you. God loves you. Remember, there is nothing that will stop him from coming and, and bringing the peace, the love, and the hope that he has promised in the Bible. With all this craziness, remember, there is a bunch of hope. There is so much love. There is so much good stuff. Remember, this isn't actually the end. It's the beginning. This is truly the beginning. It is. It's the beginning of reigning with our Father in heaven and getting to experience everything that he has planned for us, really, and is building for us. And so, exactly, we take hope when we see these things because we realize that it's getting closer. And our goal as watchmen is to blow the horn, like Dustin said, and to help people and to wake people up from their slumber especially in america we have become so comfortable and what happens when you get comfortable your eyes start getting heavy you start getting a little sleepy and all of a sudden things start getting past you and that's why jesus used in his parables people sleeping and waiting and not being prepared for that moment and so we Matthew just want 25. everyone yeah we just want everyone to be prepared and awake and ready and then also so many people can come to Christ and get yes. to experience what he has for us. The Watchmen in Christ, the Watchmen Inc. is a movement. It's a community. It's not just something that we started just because we want to sit here and tell you about all this crazy conspiracy stuff. No, we want people to feel comfortable that their thoughts, their feelings, and the way that they're get things that they're seeing from God or the Holy Spirit is acknowledged and, and has somewhere to have people support them. This is a support. This is the body. This is what we are supposed to be doing is helping each other, supporting each other. And that's what we want to do. And that's what we're going to continue to do. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. We love you. We wish the best for you. Our prayers are with you. If you're enduring any of the stuff that's going on on the earth right now, anything, if you all, and, and also just know you can always hit me up on Instagram or any of my spaces and I will have prayer for you. We always will have prayers for people we're that reach out. We're not just saying that. We and we're not pray. just saying that. We will pray and we will have our prayer warriors. We have tons of people behind us that will pray for you. So just know that always as well. 
that if you need prayer, DM me, reach out to me, however you feel the, the ability to reach out, just do it. We will pray for you. We love you. And we will see you in the next one. Take care. God bless. God bless. Thanks for tuning in. To know the duty of a watchman, please read Ezekiel 33. Join the movement today. Follow on Instagram at Watchman Inc. for more details, content, and community interaction. Links in the description. God bless. Thank you.